When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I keep on saying it. I love what they did at the trade deadline. Love me some Josh Hart. 15 points, five rebounds off the bench last night. So Knicks take care of the Pelicans, 128 to 106. Yeah, they didn't have Zion. Okay. Here's another one. Are you looking back and going, God, thank God the Knicks didn't draft Zion. Remember? That was here. Hosting right here on 98.7 ESPN when he was coming out of Duke. And, uh, and I, a number of us felt like, you know, the Lakers, the Lakers, the Knicks, you know, got the raw end of the deal with the whole, I'm still not, I still don't like the whole ping pong ball lottery fiasco. Bing bong. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know about you guys. By the way, we've got uh, Tom and Julian who are producing the show today. Gentlemen, gentlemen, good morning. How are you? Uh, feeling all right. I mean, it's nice when I get to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning instead of uh, 3 o'clock in the morning uh, on Sunday mornings, and I've gotten to do that for two weeks in a row, so you know what? I was just going to say, this is our second week. This should be like, you know, like, we should be flowing at this point, right? Like, all right. I don't, I, like, I, I, have a, I have an internal clock. I mean, I, I wake up, I wake up around, I typically wake up like around 3, 3.30 in the morning. I'll do a little bit of work. I'll go back to sleep. I'll sleep for like another hour and a half, two hours. I typically wake up at like 6.30. It's typically my day. So I don't mind. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't mind waking up early. But nonetheless, yes, you're right. No more New York game day. No more NFL. So, uh, so we're on at 9 a.m. for folks, 9 to noon every Sunday. And uh, I like to call it Sunday fun day. And, um, but really excited coming in April, uh, our golf show's back. On the tee with Anita Marks, and that will start at 8 a.m. And so, sorry, Tom. And <laughs> and so we kick off that show the Sunday right before the Masters. So 8 to 9, all golf talk, getting you ready uh, each and every week for that final Sunday round of, of whatever tournament uh, is taking place. And... Um, And then, of course, 9 to noon, our regular show, the Anita Mark Show, for you. We've got a great show lined up for you today. Uh, Moke Hamilton, he is back. Why? Well, NBA's back, right? Pretty much. Back from the All-Star break and also uh, back as to being on the front burner of what we talk about here. You know, it it just goes to show you how NFL really is king. Um, And I've said this before. Like, you, you look at the sports calendar and... When football season here, it, when football season is here, it's just it's 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 such a deep dive. It's so much time. It's so much preparation. It's so much research uh, that once football goes away, it's like oh wow, it's a whole new world like of basketball and NBA and NCAA and March Madness will be here before we know it and Major League Baseball spring training is happening and all like it's like oh wow there are, are other things here. Um, for us to enjoy. And, and that's pretty much, it's like, a, it's like, a, it's like an awakening. Um, so that's kind of where we're at right now. So I'm excited as always, uh, when we get in the thick of the NBA season, as we get closer to 
uh, the playoffs. Always love to have Moke Hamilton on the show. So excited to get him on. He'll be on with us at around 9.30. Let's talk about the Knicks. I do want to spend this first hour talking about the Knicks. I want to open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776. Talking about the Knicks, not so much the Nets. I know Nets fans, very, very disappointing. Boy, you know, it's amazing, guys, right? Like how quickly the narrative of a city and its teams change, right? It was just two months ago where, you know, KD, Kyrie, Nets were kicking butt and taking names, right? Discussion of KD winning MVP. Well, you see what happens when you don't have drama on your team? Then maybe you can actually accomplish things. That's what the Knicks were able to do, and the (laughs) Nets can't say the same thing about that. It's really unbelievable. So now, as we know, KD is out in the desert with the Suns, Kyrie in Dallas, Big D with Luka, which, by the way, big game today, because as we know what was being reported, LeBron James, the Lakers, LeBron James lobbying, really wanted Kyrie. Uh, and Kyrie, of course, reports were that, you know, he wants to go back to L.A. and, and he wants to be with LeBron James and uh, join forces with him. So, uh, but those two teams are going at it later on this afternoon around 3.30. So that's going to be great. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll talk a lot about the Knicks this hour. Uh, Moak will get his opinion. Uh, I, I, again, I, I, I love this Knicks team. So, so now, again, back to my original point. So you've got a, a Nets team that is just rebuilding, right? Uh, you know, it, it, it didn't work. The big three didn't work. The drama ended up being uber drama. And so now they're a team. And, and, and listen, I like the parts that they've been able to assemble. They've got a lot of draft capital. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. I think the Nets are in a good situation. Uh, but where it stands right now, I, I do believe that they will fall out of the top six. Here's, here's the thing, though. I do believe that they have put together enough wins and I think they could still muster enough wins where they will stay in the top 10 and be a part of that play-in scenario. I do believe that. Okay. Um, now, do they win the play-in game? Probably not. If they make it into the postseason in the play-in, do they win their series? Probably not. Uh, but nonetheless, the narrative for the Knicks is much different, right? Season began... Uh, odds on the Nets winning the championship were single digits, right? Eight to one, something like that. Nine to one for the Nets to win uh, the championship. And now uh, nowhere close. And now this is a Knicks team. Again, I love what they did at the trade deadline. Um, I, I know it's it wasn't a big splash. It wasn't a KD, right? It wasn't a Kyrie, but... I like Josh Hart, and I like I, I like his addition here to this team. I like what he does on the defensive end of the court. And again, for him to come off the bench and put up 15 points and, and five rebounds, um, kudos to him. Mitch Robinson back in action, quicker, faster than I thought it was going to happen. 13 rebounds last night, 12 rebounds the night before against Washington, 11 points as well, so he put up a double-double. I think Mitch Robinson is probably one of the most – underrated big men in the league. Like, you know, he, he gets talked about and obviously up here in New York more than most, but I just, I just, I, I, I just don't, I think, I think he's a lot better than what the country knows. 
Um, and God bless that he's back uh, faster again than, than what I had anticipated. Julius Randle last night, 28-7, five assists. Um, RJ Barrett getting his 25 points, seven assists, highest assist stat, uh, since he's been a, uh, a a Nick. So, um, so that's huge. Six players last night, uh, put up double figures. And, and, and so there's not only, not only do I love the addition of Josh Hart and obviously again, Mitch Robb back in action and, and, but this is, I, I, I like the makeup of this team. I like the energy of this Knicks team. You know, I, I, I'm watching them. It's there. There's a lot of unselfish play happening here. I said this yesterday. I'm going to say it again. I truly believe and I'm not, I'm not saying the Knicks are winning a championship this year. It's not what I'm saying to me. The Knicks are the Jacksonville Jaguars of the NBA. And what do I mean by that? Going into the postseason. Nobody really gave the Jacksonville Jaguars a shot, an opportunity to win a championship. But they were definitely a team that, towards the end of the season, um, Trevor Lawrence had digested Doug Peterson's offense. He was executing it extremely well. They were running the football effectively, and they were playing good defense. They were a team in the postseason that not many other teams wanted to face especially the, the, the Chargers, right? <clears throat> Coming back down by, what were they, 28 points? Unbelievable game, right? So to me, that's, that's how I look at this, this Knicks team, right? They're, I, I, they're scrappy. Um, they, they, do every, they, they don't do anything exceptionally well, but they do everything good, Right? You've got, you know, finally a point guard in, in Brunson. Mitch Robinson back. One of the best rim protectors in the NBA, right? Julius Randle finally back in, in a system uh, that best suits his play. So, you know, an all-star this season, of course, as we know. Solid depth off the bench. Contributors. It's just, you know, they, they have all the pieces. Nothing like, you know, they, they don't have any of the, the rock stars, they don't have a KD. They don't have a LeBron. They don't have a Steph Curry. They don't have a Luka. They don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've got a really, really good team that has come together. They're playing exceptionally well. I, they, I'm telling they are a team that I, I, I believe that, you know, a number of other teams up there that might finish first, second, third, do not want to face, whether it's the Bucs, the Celtics, 76ers, do not want to face this Knicks team in the postseason. I truly believe that. What say you? 800-919-3776. Let's get some Knicks calls on board. Moke Hamilton's going to be joining us around 930. Excited to get him on board. Tina Servasio, very dear friend of mine. I was at her house last night. She just got back from Florida. She was with the Mets for a while. She was with the Yankees for a while. And so... Um, after a few glasses of wine, I convinced her to come on board and um, and join us today uh, to give us some insight in regard to her trip down in Florida. So really excited. Tina Servasio is going to join us on the program around 1030 this morning. So um, so a, a lot of Knicks talk, a lot of NBA talk. 
My XFL play hit last night. Hopefully, if you were listening to the show last night, I told you DC and Las Vegas take the under at 30. I want to say it opened up at 35 and a half. It jumped down to 34 and a half at kickoff. And sure enough, the under hit. So one, four and oh last week, one and one this week, and two more games later on today. Stormy um, Bernatani. Of course, I I butcher her last name. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) She's one of the sideline reporters uh, for ESPN. She's she's got some picks and some plays for us, some insight on the two games that are going to be taking place later on this afternoon. And uh, we'll also hear from Marley Rivera. She's down there covering the Yankees. Have an interesting discussion with her in regard to Aaron Judge. And, oh, yeah, I I also want to dive into this today. Uh, if you were watching, I, I don't know how many people watch spring training ball, but um, the Atlanta, uh, um, Atlanta Sox. and the sorry, the the Red Sox and um, why am I why am I Atlanta Braves? There we go. Uh, the Braves and the Red Sox. That game ended with a pitch clock violation, and you're probably if, if you're not really paying attention so far right now with Major League Baseball, you're so what what are you talking about, Anita? Pitch clock violation? Yeah. There is going to be a pitch clock in Major League Baseball this season. So I do want to dive into that. I want to have a discussion with the new rule. No shifts. No shifting. Um, So there's a shift rule. There's a pitch clock. Um, The bases are three inches larger. (laughs) um, So I want to have a discussion about that this, this morning as well. So Anita Marks with you. It is Sunday fun day. Uh, Tom and Julian, of course, producing the show and you 800-919-3776. We'll be right back. We'll get your calls right here on 98.7 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/network. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you on this Sunday morning here on 98.7 ESPN. We've got a full bank of calls, and I love it. Uh, You guys want to talk about the Knicks? Let's do it. All right, who are we kicking off with first? Who is the first caller to call in? And let's go to Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, good morning. What's up? Good morning, Anita. How's it going? Good morning, good morning. Uh, I wanted to talk about the Knicks game. As, as you know, I'm a huge Knicks fan, and I am mm-hmm. fan, I am 
through the roof because it was the first time where I feel like it, they played really like a team because a lot of the beginning of the season was very like my tourney and everyone trying to get their points up. And, you know, and, and, and it looked like RJ was the one that regressed the most out of it. And to see him really bounce back and be really a playmaker and get eight assists and set up other people and also Randall get five assists and have all those players in double digits, I was just very impressed. And it's kind of why I'm kind of feeling a little delusional where I feel, where I feel like we might, we might, we might make some noise. So I think so. I think so. Jose, let me ask you how, how far, do you think that here's the thing it's what I'm worried about I'm, I'm worried about that that first round being against Cleveland mm-hmm. um but how how like you know how confident are you that this uh, how far do you, how far do you think this or, or maybe a better question is um are will you be satisfied will you be satisfied with the Knicks just making it into the postseason as a top six or do you feel they have to, they have to win the first round of the playoffs in order for you to feel that it, it it was a successful season? Where do you stand with that? I am more of a person right now since the way everything situated with how Brooklyn ha- is collapsing and how Miami hasn't really gotten it together. They have to definitely make the top six. Um, I'm not having the expectation that they need to win the first round. I am a person that is a little delusional that does think that the more favorable matchup rather than facing the top three, I'd rather go through the Cavs, you know, because I I just seen Donovan Mitchell kind of come up short and I'd rather bank on that than bank on, you know, Julius Randle having to outplay Embiid or, you know, Boston's bigs or or, or Milwaukee's bigs. I hear you. Uh, Jose, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. And listen, I, I think the Nets are going to continue to lose. Like I said, I see them dropping out of the top six uh, and landing somewhere in that play-in scenario, which I do see the Knicks advancing and moving up to five. And if that's the case, of course, uh, Cleveland would be uh, their first opponent. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Mitch and East Windsor. Mitch, welcome in. Good morning. Good morning, Ian. How you doing? Great. Um, got like the Knicks. Uh, they rebounded because they did. I thought they did quite well two years ago. Randall, the great uh, pickup, and I liked the Josh Hart. He was good at Villanova. That's another one that, that the Lakers kicking themselves. What do you think about my Clippers getting Westbrook? I think they go further, really stick it to the Lakers. And I don't think Irvin will last a long time with Dallas because I think Donovan is, is the better deal. Irvin, and he won't be with the Lakers too long either. It is just, he's so pitiful, or uh, Kyrie Irvin. Yeah, so so a a lot to unpack there, Mitch, right? Thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. Um, I'm probably one of the very few who do like the addition of Russell Westbrook with the Clippers. Um, A lot of people don't like the drama. I I think it's it's, the fact that Paul George lobbied for him to go there and they played with one another in OKC. They're pretty tight. Um, You know, listen, (laughs) you could still wager that, that... Russell Westbrook is going to win six man of the year at six to one. Uh, there's a reason why, right? Because he, he has had success. He had great success with the Lakers coming off the bench. So there's that, um, you know, does he take, does he, does, you know, does he take a lot of shots that don't necessarily go in? Yeah. Uh, you know, his, his shot selection, you know, I feel needs to be a, a lot wiser, but, um, that Clippers team, they're 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 way deep. 
Uh, so I'm 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 one of the very few who actually uh, I do like the addition of of Russell Westbrook, uh, and but I have to disagree with you with the Lakers. I love what the Lakers did at the trade deadline. LeBron James coming out and saying that the next 23 games are the most important games of his entire career. He doesn't want to be watching the playoffs from home again. So I do believe the Lakers. And, and by the way, great game today, 3:30. The Lakers going up against the Dallas Mavs. It's going to be a good one. Um, that's must-watch TV, at least I, I, I believe, uh, for today. And uh, I do believe that they're going to jump up over the Trailblazers and over OKC today with that win. I do believe they, they get into the play-in, and I wouldn't be surprised if they make their way into the top six. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just saying. I, I think for sure the Lakers get in as the play-in, and I think that there is a remote chance that they make it into the top six. That's how much I like what the Knicks, what the uh, what the Lakers did as they got closer to the trade deadline, they improved their defense. I was I was reading this. Hold on one second because I want to give you the right statistic. Uh, their defense prior to the trade, twenty first uh, defensive efficiency, and uh, now post trade, I know it's a small sample size, only a few games, but they're all the way they're all the way up to third. They're only allowing hundred and eight points per one hundred possession. So and they've they've added depth. They finally have three point shooting. I'm telling you, watch out. Watch out for this Lakers team with uh, with LeBron and AD. They stay healthy. I'm telling you. Let's go to Jonathan in Brooklyn. Jonathan, welcome in. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? Great. Good, good, good. So I was actually thinking that the Knicks are kind of like the Rangers last season, how uh, they, they've been playing well all season. They haven't been doing so well at home. But once you hit the playoffs, really anything could happen. They're finally more of a complete team. And then the following year, like this year, you could have the Knicks bringing on some really key addition pieces to make a, a championship run in the next couple of years. What do you think about that? Yeah. Again, Jonathan, I think, you know, <laughs> I always open up the show, Dancing Queen. Who's dancing now? Knicks fans have to be dancing. And not just because they won last night. They've won five straight. Again, I like what they did at the trade deadline, um, and and I do believe that there is a new narrative. There's a different narrative out there when it comes to the Knicks, um, especially. And I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, right? Like postseason hasn't even happened yet. But once the summer gets here, uh, potential free agents available. Could this? Could could New York in in specifically Manhattan be uh, a, a, a tempting landing place where it hasn't been for quite a few years? Right. I, I think the narrative has changed. Uh, when we get back, Moke Hamilton is going to join us. Always love having Moke on the program after football season, once we get in the thick of the NBA season, and of course, the postseason as well. So haven't had Moke on all year, but really excited to get him on next. We'll talk some more NBA. We'll continue with your calls. Frank in Newark, I see you. 800-919-3776. Anita Marks with you here on 90.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Like what we're seeing just does a little bit of everything well. So his defense, his racing the ball up the floor, moving without the ball, guarding multiple positions, getting to loose balls, making tough plays. You know, there's not a stat for how hard you, 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 know, you bust to get back, but there's a lot of bite to it. And that's it gives our team a lot more toughness and that. It's Tibbs. Uh, Tom, who was he talking about again? I, I didn't catch that. That was on Josh Hart's first five games with the oh, team. I, lo- I love that addition. Give me some Josh Hart, baby. Give me some Moke Hamilton, baby. Moke, what is up, my friend? How, how's it going? How is, how is everything? I mean, it's, been, it's been a little while. Very, very nice to hear your voice over the phone. I always hear it through the speakers on the radio, you know, but hearing it over the phone, it hits a little different, you know what I mean? Um, it's about that time though, right? It's about that time that I start blowing up your phone each and every week. Like, yeah. Hey, pop on with us. Let's talk some NBA, right? Football season's over. Uh, so, uh, and we're getting closer, of course, to the NBA postseason. Let's start right there. The Knicks. I love what they did at the trade deadline. We just heard Tibbs talking about Josh Hart. I love that addition. Mitch Robinson back sooner than I thought. Well, God bless. And, uh, this is a team that they don't do anything extraordinary, but they do everything really well, right? So just this is our first time, our first opportunity to talk about the Knicks. What are your thoughts, Moke? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I kind of echo those sentiments. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, Josh Hart, uh, well, even even before we talk about Josh Hart, you know, one thing that you got to kind of credit the Knicks for um, is just the continuity. You know, it's it's the, the patience that the front office has had um, with Tom Thibodeau, and it's also with, with Tibbs, I think really sort of sticking with Julius Randle. You know, like Randle has definitely paid back the the faith and confidence um, with interest. You know what I mean? Like, you know, a lot of people were advocating for him to be shipped out. Um, you know, people were advocating for the Knicks to trade in, even if it meant getting a lesser return for what his value was, um, mainly because they wanted to see the Knicks opened up for Obi Toppin, um, wanted to see some reps opened up for R.J. Barrett, and also because Randall just had a pretty bad season last year. I think that it's it's fair to say that. Um, I, I think he's having a bit of a redemption campaign right now. Uh, it's impossible to argue with what he's produced on the court, getting getting the all-star berth, and now, you know, the Knicks kind of are looking up in the standings with a few games to go in the season. And they have a puncher's chance of uh, of landing a top four season Eastern Conference, which I don't think many people expected. Now, as far as Josh Hart is concerned, you know, you add him, and it just kind of gives you another item in that cabinet that kind of helps Tom Thibodeau play the kind of basketball that he wants. And as far as Hart is concerned, you know, you're talking about a consummate professional. You're talking about someone who has great chemistry with Jalen Brunson and someone who's going to bring it to you every night, play on both ends of the court, and give you another reliable shot maker. So I think that uh, the faith in Randall, um, 
the way that, that Tom Thibodeau has kind of constructed his rotation and now the addition of Josh Hart, I think if you're the Knicks, you've you got to feel pretty good about where you are heading into the, the final stretch of the season about 20 games to go. I'm with you. I'm with you. And and, and I know last last season, uh, well, actually the last two years, you and I have had the conversation about Julius Randle. And I felt like I didn't like what the front office did in regard to the makeup of this team. And I felt like he was playing out of sorts because it was just an offense that did not best suit his skill set. And uh, getting, uh, you know, obviously bringing in uh, Jalen Brunson and, and, and what we're seeing, we're now seeing Julius Randle thrive again. Because, you know, there, there's always that conversation, right? Is Julius Randle a legit one? What do I mean by a one? I call it an alpha, right? Like a LeBron, a Steph Curry, and a Katie. You know, it, listen, he's the one on this team. And, and now you can say he might be, you know, 1A, 1B with, with, with Brunson. So I just, you know, in, in another topic of conversation you and I have had for many years, and that is, you know, th- this Knicks team doesn't have a true point guard. Well, they do now. So, um, so with that being said, yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, love the core of this team. Now let's go one step further. I'm curious to get your thoughts. You know, not a big splash like we saw the Suns or the Dallas Mavs make, but I just, I think signing Josh Hart is a sneaky good move and improves this team on both sides of the court. Your thoughts, Moke? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to disagree with that. Um, and then, you know, this, they will have a very interesting decision to make this summer when he uh, more than likely opts out of his current deal and decides to, to become a free agent and hit the open market. So really, for the Knicks, it's, it's a question of whether you think that he's a long-term solution for you. And, you know, at the end of the day, you get what, in, amounts to a, a, a 25 game audition, you know, and I mean, you look at it now. The Knicks, the Knicks have won five games in a row, which is not something that uh, happens all the time for them, right? Like a five game win streak is really nothing to sneeze at in this league. Uh, second longest current win streak in the Eastern Conference, and uh, even even in the league, actually, I don't think anybody else has longer than a five game win streak. The Milwaukee Bucks have won 13 in a row. They did so without. Giannis on their last contest, which was pretty impressive. But again, for for the Knicks, I mean, I think um, the question really becomes like, what are reasonable goals and expectations for this team now that you do have Josh Hart? But at this point, it's impossible to 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 argue with the early returns. It gives you a lot more depth, gives you more reliable shot making, and just gives you a, a two way player that's ultimately going to help your club. So I don't I don't think you can argue with it right now. And based on what we've seen so far, it does seem wise for the Knicks to be thinking about trying to re-sign this guy and have this partnership with Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle last a bit longer. Mo Hamilton joining us now, senior writer and editor for BasketballNews.com and one of the coolest dudes I know. Um, in, in looking at big picture here, right, the Knicks right now, they're sitting at six, 35 and 27. They've won five in a row. Um, the Nets right in front of them. Obviously, the Nets, not the team they started the season with. They're sitting at 35 and 25, but a lot of those wins obviously was because of Katie and Kyrie. I see the Nets falling out of the six, the Knicks moving into five, and I think that first round in the postseason is going to be against the Cleveland Cavaliers. A, do you agree with me? B, what are your thoughts on that matchup? Yeah, well, it certainly looks that way, right? Like, it certainly looks that way, and uh, what what – I was going to say it would be a treat, but I guess it depends on what your perspective is. You know, there are a lot of Knicks fans out there I know that would not be looking forward to seeing Donovan Mitchell 
you know, in a potential seven-game series in the first round, seeing him suit up at the Garden. Um, it might bring back some bad memories. I know Donovan Mitchell himself would obviously be fired up for that, and that would be a fantastic playoff series if it were to come to fruition. Obviously, nothing is guaranteed, but it is it's, – it's hard to see the Nets hanging on to that 50. I mean, so I would say that I agree with you there. The only thing that I would say is, you know, we still have 20 games left, and the Miami Heat, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily sleep on on, uh, on your hometown Heat, right? Like, they're, they're there with just, just two games behind the loss column to the Knicks, and, you know, if they put together a little bit of a run, which they're definitely capable of doing, then, you know, you, you, you might still see some shuffling uh, in the season that you can accomplish. Aside from that, you know, the Atlanta Hawks, they just made a coaching change with, with Dave McMillan. Teams often experience a bit of a, of a boost when they um, excess a coach that some in their locker room have grown unfond of. So, again, the Hawks, another team certainly capable of putting together a run. But based on what we've seen over the past couple of weeks and based on who we know these teams are with roughly 20 games to go, I think the, the, the Knicks are going to be, you know, fighting tooth and nail to stay out of that seventh spot because, obviously, if you drop seven and you head to the play-in tournament, there's no guarantee that you're even going to get into the postseason. So the fact that they're there, the fact that they're nipping at the heels of the Nets for that fifth seed, I would more expect the Knicks to be moving up in the standings than I would for them to be moving down. So I say all that to say I agree with you. I think a first-round playoff series – with the Cleveland Cavaliers, it definitely seems like that's what's in the cards for the Knicks. But they got 20 games to go. You know what I mean? we got to see how this thing plays out. And, again, depending on what your perspective is as a, as a Knicks fan, you know, you either are looking forward to seeing Donovan Mitchell for those seven games or you're not looking forward to seeing him for those seven games. But it is looking like that's what you're going to end up with. So uh, I guess, I guess you got to kind of get used to the idea at this point. Moke, a big picture here looking at the East. Boston won, Milwaukee, the 76ers, Cavs, like I said, Nets, Knicks. I think the Nets will be uh, downgraded into that, that play-in realm. Who knows? Maybe it's the heat that, that, that bumps up. But nonetheless, you know, I, 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 I like this Milwaukee Bucks team. I know right now Giannis is, is dealing with, with some injuries. But um, who, who do you like coming out of the East right now? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it, it has been Milwaukee for me. Um, it's been Milwaukee pretty much all season long. And, you know, one could make the argument that if they didn't have some unfortunate injury issues, particularly the Chris Middleton last season, that it would have been them coming out of the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. last season. Um, what I will say about Boston, you know, I'm looking at Jason Tatum and I'm, and I'm kind of, I'm seeing him thrive and I'm seeing uh, a team that's really, really deep, a team that is well coached and a team that, really importantly, has the experience necessary and the youth that they need to kind of thrive and get through that postseason. I'm really starting to believe in the Celtics, and um, one of the reasons why is because I'm starting to see Jason Tatum show up a little more in big games, you know? And I think that that was really the one thing that was sort of missing for him. Like, he definitely ascended and became an alpha, to, to, to quote you, Anita, he definitely became a number one guy capable of leading a team. But there were some of those big regular season games, you know, Saturday night on ABC, you know, Thursday night on TNT, where he would just come out and lay an egg. And we did see that a little bit in the postseason last year. 
So coming into this season, to me, the question was whether or not he would be able to kind of exercise those demons. Um, similarly to Kyle Lowry, you know, when Lowry was back on the Raptors, he, he really developed a reputation for being a poor playoff performer, and he ultimately was able to kind of put that stuff behind him and put forth some of those efforts that you need from your, from your top gun or one of your two top guns to help your team through a playoff series. So um, right now, you know, I'm not really going against the chalk in the Eastern Conference. I, I, I like the Bucks if they can be 100% healthy going into the postseason. And, and I like Boston, obviously, sitting on top of everything. I, I think those are the two, the two top teams in the conference. And it's difficult for me to see anybody else ultimately meeting up in, in the conference final with a chance to go to the NBA Finals this year. Uh, really quick before we let you go, let's take a look in the West. I love Denver. They've got a five-shot lead above Memphis. Uh, Jokic, of course, to me, is more beyond deserving of uh, the MVP uh, award this season. We'll see if, if if he is given it, considering that he would then join um, the, uh, the, the group of right uh, Bill, Walt, and, and Larry. Um, then you've got the Kings, the Suns. We haven't seen what the Suns team looks like with KD. Curious to get your thoughts there. The Clippers with the addition of Russell Westbrook. I actually like the move. I know a lot of people don't. And then you've got Dallas sitting at six. The Lakers down there at 13. I love what the Lakers did uh, before the trade deadline. Lakers and the Mavs going at it this afternoon at 3.30. That's must-watch TV considering Kyrie um, is going to be going up against LeBron where the two have been wanting to join forces for over a year now. But nonetheless, the landscape of the West, how do you see this play now? Man, I, I would need, I need, I need to go, go check Miss Cleo for this one. I need, I need to go look into a crystal ball. <laughs> um, it, 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 it's tough. It's tough to predict. I mean, so much movement, so many things that still remain to be seen. Um, the Clippers, you know, they went to double overtime. They ultimately lost, but you know, they put up 175 points uh, in a game, you know, earlier this week. And I mean, with Russell Westbrook, with Eric Gordon, Mason Plumlee, you know, it's hard to argue with uh, what they did at the deadline. But right now in the Western Conference, I mean, like you said, you know, KD hasn't played for the Suns yet. The Nuggets have been sitting at, you know, at the top for seemingly the entire season. And Jamal Murray hasn't even really been operating at 100% for them. and missing a bunch of games, you know what I mean? So even they, you could argue, haven't really been at 100% strength. They just added Reggie Jackson as well, formerly of the Clippers. So um, my, the most interesting storyline for me, obviously, I think like you, is whether the Lakers are going to be able to get in. They do sit in 13th, but they're only two games in the loft column behind the seven-seeded Warriors. So there's definitely a chance there. Today's game will obviously be big against the Mavericks. Right now, though, I think if there's one team that I like in the conference, I think I would probably lean to the Clippers. Uh, just because, you know, with Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard, they definitely have the wing defense that they'll need to succeed in the playoffs. They have the offense. Adding Russell Westbrook helps them. The other pieces help them. Very deep team, well coached. They pretty much have everything that they need. So it's just a matter of how, how the seeds play out. Hopefully they, they don't, for them, they don't draw the Suns in the first round. But, uh, you know, we're probably not going to know what those first-round playoff matchups will be until the final night of the regular season. So I think there are at least three or four teams out there in the conference that, that have a shot to represent the West um, in the finals, and Phoenix is definitely one of them. 
Smoke, you rock. Always great hearing your voice, my friend. Uh, you know I'm going to be blowing you up uh, for the remainder, of course, of the NBA season, and hopefully you could join us as often as possible. Thank you, my friend. No doubt. Appreciate it. You got it. Uh, again, Moke Hamilton joining us, senior writer, editor of basketballnews.com. Make sure you check out all his work. 800-919-3776, Knicks fans. I know we still have a few folks on board wanting to chime in. Now's the time to do so because uh, we're going to be switching gears here. We'll talk a little. We've got Tina Servasio who's going to be joining us at 1030. She just got back from Florida. She spent a lot of time with the Mets and the Yankees. I want to talk about some of the rule changes out there that affected a game. Uh, yesterday between Atlanta and Boston. Uh, also, I know yesterday, uh, really, Daniel Jones and, and his contract situation definitely moving the needle. March 7th, which is fast approaching, uh, that's uh, that's tag day, taggy day, whatever we want to call it. So be interesting to see. It's, it's really put this... Uh, pickle that's for sure so a, a lot of other things i want to dive into so but we'll try to get your calls right now all things nicks all things nba 90.7 espn tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts good news ad free listening is available on amazon music included with your prime membership amazon music offers the most ad free top podcasts enjoy shows like first take part of the interruption and the low post available ad free and uninterrupted to start listening download the amazon music app or go to amazon.com slash espn pods that's amazon.com slash espn pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads you're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Let's go to your calls. Let's go to Frank in Newark. Frank, welcome in. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Anita. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. All right, Anita. I'm just calling in a, to pretty much like temper the expectations of Knicks fans. Like, I'm a huge Knicks fan, and I'm understanding that we can get up to the five seed and there's a possibility of a first-round victory over Cleveland. I'm, I'm not sure about that. I mean, I, I think the NBA is a superstar-driven league, and we won't have the best player in that series. So I'm a little concerned with that. Yeah, li- hey, listen, and, and that's fair, but I, I will say this, Frank. I don't, I don't think you should temper expectations. What, what meets the eye is real. This Knicks team, they've won five straight. Um, Mitch Robinson is back. Like I said, I think he's one of the most underrated players in in the NBA. Love the addition of Josh Hart, right? Like, I think this is a Knicks team that can and will stay in the top six. Now, can they get past Cleveland? Mm, I don't know, Frank. But, but you know, I, 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 think, I think Knicks fans should be excited right now with the fact that this team is moving in the right direction and they've got a, a real, real solid opportunity to finish in the top six, Frank. I, I agree with that, but like, can you can can we really trust Julius Randle? Like, I don't want to sound like one of those fans that are like, oh, I hate this about Julius, I hate that about Julius. I, I just think he's a streaky player, and he's a good player, not superstar superstar level, but but the man has been doing this year has been absolutely incredible, and it's just like, can we continue to trust that going forward, or will this turn into another Atlanta situation from a couple of years ago? Yeah, and Frank, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. I, you know, I. I I think the biggest issue for Julius Randle, and, and I said this with Moke in my conversation with Moke just a minute ago, and that is I just don't feel that the makeup of this team and the pieces that the front office brought in last season fit his skill set and fit his game. I think he was playing out of sorts, right? Um, and, and playing without a true point guard. 
And and the fact that Rose got injured last year, I I think I, I don't think enough was discussed uh, about that. Right? Not that he would have played a ton of minutes, but I definitely think he he could have done something different. So anyway, with that being said, um, I, I embrace what we're seeing from Julius Randle right now. And 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 you know I I think this is about uh, a team that that checks all the boxes, um, has come together. They're playing with a lot of unity, a lot of a lot of unselfishness. Solid head coach. And and I think I think can make some noise. Like I said, my comparison is I, I I look at them as the Jacksonville Jaguars of the NBA, right? That team that you know got into the postseason, didn't have a number one seed, but boy, was that a team that nobody wanted to face, and and engineered this phenomenal comeback against the the, the Chargers. Wow, they were down by twenty eight. So that's how I look at this Knicks team, and I I I think I, I think this is this has been a great season. And, and I think that there's still more to come. So I'm not going to tell Knicks fans to temper expectations. You know, just have realistic ones. I think realistically, I think, I think Knicks fans can realistically feel and say, you know what, I like this Knicks team. I think they finish in the top six. I like this Knicks team. Um, you know, I, I, I think that they'll be competitive in the first round of the playoffs. I, I, think, I think those are realistic expectations. We come back. We're going to switch gears. Uh, we've got a lot going on. Um, actually, uh, we've we've got a really great NBA slate of games this afternoon. I do want to talk about those, especially the Lakers and the Mavs. Then I want to switch gears. We've got the XFL a little bit later on this evening. Um, four teams, two games still remaining, and I do want to talk about spring training. Good friend of mine, Tina Servasio, is going to be joining us around ten thirty. She was down in Florida for, for a week plus and visited both the Mets and the Yankees. And I want to have a fun conversation. I don't know. I, I'm, I'd like for it to be fun. We'll see. About the new rule changes in Major League Baseball. Uh, because they were front and center yesterday in the Atlanta Red Sox game. So uh, all that and more coming your way this next hour right here on 90.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.